Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy September. Can you believe we are heading into October already? Coming up, I tell you what, as chaotic as 2020 has been, time just continues to fly by. So, you know, if you're tuning in tonight, you know what that means. This show is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you happen to be a drug-free athlete and are looking for a platform to, uh, <laughs> you know what, I don't even know, I'm, forget- I'm forgetting, to uh, to build your career on, we're going to say, then uh, check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's talk. You know, I totally missed. I totally missed the whole bit about, like, a Mack truck through ice cream. That's what happens. That's what happens when I'm left to do the opening by myself because, you know, Kaylin usually does it, and uh, I'm flying solo here for just a little bit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe we can salvage this. Maybe we can salvage this. Hold on a second. Kaylin Patterson, I totally Hello. missed the Mack truck line. I know. I totally I missed it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> So, so just just pick it up from there. Pick it up from there. Oh, like a macro through ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so check us out at p4pmuscle dot com. And now we are ready to talk. Bit family, I am happy to be back. Last week I was in Florida and uh, oh. learned a lot of great stuff. Motivated. Yeah. Uh oh. It was a it was a different climate. Definitely for sure. It's a big swing of how Iowa is being handled um, through this pandemic and the way that Florida is being handled through this pandemic. And uh, traveling on an airplane, it was, I mean, other than having to wear a mask the whole flight, it was pretty much business as normal, although the flights were full. So that might be picking up a little bit on that end. I was expecting to, you know, maybe have my own row. You hear stories of people flying and really nobody there, nobody in the airport, but that uh, that wasn't my experience. But anyway, I'm back um, in great health, excited to be here, excited to be on the show, excited to be back with my partner in crime, Kaylin Patterson. How are you doing tonight? I personally am doing very well. Uh, and, you know, life happens, but uh, you know, like I, 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 yeah, we'll we'll just get on with this show. All right, very well, very well. We will do that. So, um, you know, life does happen. Go ahead, guys, send us some good vibes our way, and we are going to pick this up and keep going because we have we have an exciting guest tonight who is very excited about health, wellness, natural bodybuilding, a very seasoned veteran, over 600 shows under his belt. Can you imagine? I, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm still trying to break 20. <laughs> I don't even think I've competed in 20 full shows. Maybe I have. I don't know. I stopped counting, but I definitely know it's well under 100. So, you know, hats off, hats off, bowing down. So I want to say hello to Tracy Teitelbaum. He's an INBA, PNBA uh, Natty Pro. And actually, he's been in several organizations, so I can't just pin him down to INBA, PNBA. But with that being said, Tracy, say hello to listener land. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Good afternoon. And first of all, I'd like to say thank you, Desiree, and the man himself, Mr. Patterson, for having me on Blog Talk Radio. I love it. My name, for people who don't know who I am, Tracy Teitelbaum. I am a health and wellness coach here in Glendale, Arizona. First day of fall, it's a cool 105 degrees out. And (laughs) my goal in life... My goal in life has always been to help people in the health and wellness industry to get in the best shape mentally and physically of their life and do what I do best day by day, year after year. Awesome, awesome. Well, Tracy, so happy to have you. And, 
you know, just agree 100% that mindset is just as important as your physical health because without one, you really don't have the other. You just can't get to your optimum performance levels if your mind is not in the right place, if your spirit's not in the right place. Those two are tracking, and your body's automatically going to follow. So I'm great. I'm I'm not great. I'm glad to hear that perspective. I think that is great. Maybe in my own mind, but uh, beyond that, I'm not so sure about that, Kayla. So, Tracy, so you and I have chatted a little bit, and I know that you have been at this sport a long time. As I said, you know, more than 600 shows, and we definitely want to hear all of the – the the juicy ins and outs of that career, but I got to take us back to the beginning and just find out, dig a little more. How did you even get started in competing in natural bodybuilding? Well, growing up in the city of Beverly Hills, California, I grew up with um, a total of 10 children in the family. And my biggest concern when I was 13 was everybody in my family was chronically overweight. And I said, you know what, I being the youngest out of 10 kids, I just didn't want to gain the weight that everybody else was gaining because I could tell, like, mentally it all starts with self-esteem. Nobody in my family had very high self-esteem, but I decided I wanted to take a different path. And I was told, you know, everything is hereditary and all, genetic. So I, I went up against uh, the odds and I said, you know what, I'm going to break the genetic factors, the hereditary factors. And I walked into, at a young age, very young age, at the Gold's Gym in Santa Monica, California. I was just taken by that. The work of art, people were pretty good into their bodies, and I decided, you know what, I want to follow that path and just become a, a produce, you know, become modeling one of those uh, top-name bodybuilders. And I got addicted from day one with the health and nutritional aspect of it. And slowly but surely throughout the years, you know, I put on a pound of muscle here, a pound of muscle there. I started eating right, you know, had a lot better self-esteem, was more confident, because it all it all starts with self-esteem. And, you know, that's that's why I convinced every day to my clients. It's all about self-esteem. So that was the start of it. And I started competing when I was 16. My first competition was in Hawaii, the Hawaiian Islands. Boy, was I nervous. I remember when I was doing leg poses, my knees were, like, chattering against each other. But I got to oh. that show, <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. Uh, it was a great experience and been addicted ever since. There were some years where I get up to 35 shows in one fiscal year. Oh, Whoa. Wow. That's massive. Yeah, no doubt. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, later on in life, I became uh, a little sidetracked and to hit a negative note, I kind of got into drugs for a while and then lost my soul and my heart for a temporary amount of time for a few years and then got back into bodybuilding and realized that I really wanted to go full steam ahead and become a fitness trainer. Yeah. I consider health and wellness because it all starts with the mind. And uh, I just love what I do. I love watching people change. You know, the biggest benefit of a personal fitness is when you get an email from a client 20 years ago that says, you know what, I'm married now, I have children, I can run around with my children, I have great health, I have great mental health. And you know what, Tracy, it's good to you because you showed me the path to optimal health. And that is better than any trophy or any income I could ever get as a personal trainer. Rewards like that, there's no words for it. It just makes me feel so blessed that I get emails like that every so often from from all-time clients. Well, there's two things you you brought up, and I'd be – I'm very curious about. And and the family health history is one of the reasons why I got into – the health and fitness as passionate as I did when I was young. So it was nice to, to to see that, you know, I wasn't set in stone to be following in their footsteps per se. And I'm glad you, you saw that as well. But the second thing is, is very, uh, very, I mean, it's, it, it, it's eye-catching whether you said it, 
because most of the time when people think of bodybuilders, you know, unless they're enhanced, they never picture drugs around them in any way. And to see how you were competing as much as you were and then falling into that, what's it about that paradigm that brought that about? My my mom passed away when I was 18. My dad passed away when I was 19. And I just got into, and I'll be honest, I got into cocaine as an escape. And there were some times where I just felt very depressed. And I got myself out of it without any drug counseling at all, just like cigarette smoking. I did it all by myself. That's why when people tell me they can't do something in life, I tell them, drop the tea. Yes, you can. And then they say, well, I come from a heavyweight family. It's impossible. No, it's impossible. You can do whatever you want in life because nobody controls you other than yourself. I have overcome a lot of diversities in life other than drug abuse. When I was 15 years old, I was in a bowling league, and I had a very bad grand mal seizure. They took me to UCLA Hospital, and they never figured out why I was having epilepsy. Epilepsy pretty much is an undiagnosed medical term that doctors just can't figure out why your brain waves are short-circuiting. After that, I had over 300 seizures in my life. I got severely burned on my body. Yes. I got severely burned on the left side of my body. And then above that, over the years, maybe 15 years of taking Dilantin, then I was later diagnosed as you have severe osteoporosis. Every doctor told me, your bone density scan is negative 3.2, Trace. You need a quick Whoa. Yes, I'm sure you know what that means. My bones, yes. statistically, my bones were supposed to be that of a 90-year-old. Doctors said, you got to quit trading. And I'm sitting there going, well, wait a minute. You're telling me to take medications that can actually promote promote bone fractures and telling me to yep. stop doing what I love to do most of my life is create bone density through the osteoblasts and the bones. So I found the doctors to be very contradictory in what they were telling me. So I said to the doctors, I said, you know what? I'm not going to quit living. I'm not going to quit bodybuilding. This is what I enjoy most. And to the 600 shows, double split routines in the gym, six to seven days a week. I'm now 63 years old. I have never broken a bone in my body. So, folks, don't let let doctors rule your life. Let yourself rule your mind. Amen to that. That, I mean, that is amazing. And I love just hearing the background and where you've come from and how you've turn those adversities into motivation. It really, I mean, it really does give you that background. Like you said, when your clients come to you and be like, I can't do this, I can't do that, you can just look them straight in the eye and say, yes, you can, because you are coming from that personal point of reference. And I really appreciate that you um, have shared that with us. And I know our listeners do too. And they're they're wanting to hear a little bit more. You know, Jake is asking, you know, expound on, um, and I think he's asking about the drug use because most people can't see fit people falling off from health and fitness. But what I was hearing was that, you know, emotionally, through the loss of your parents and such close succession, you know, life just seemed a little bit more that you could bear. And that was your escape. And, you know, and it seems to me, even though fit people seem like they always have it all together and they're doing all the right stuff, we're still people. And sometimes human. when life, we're human, and sometimes when life just gets heavy, you know, even fit people have moments that lead them down paths that they probably never even envisioned that they would be on. But, I mean, so I'll let you talk about that, but, I mean, the fact that, you pulled yourself back out of it is is definitely a testimony. Well, you know, every family, I don't care what family comes from, whether people want to admit it or not. I mean, I grew up in a the most richest state in the in in the in the world, Beverly Hills, California. To be honest, not putting down my hometown, I saw more dysfunction with actors and actresses, stars than any place else because, you know, the richer the city the more drugs are prevalent. And, yes, I did turn to drugs 
due to my parents' death. And, yes, there was a lot of dysfunction in my family. My mom was an alcoholic, and she did die from alcohol and, and pain pills. My wow. father, on the way to Guatemala City, he was one of the best well-known attorneys, criminal attorneys in the world. He actually, I don't divulge this to too many people publicly, but I will, he was actually Al Capone's attorney back in the 30s. So I came from a very dedicated, <laughs> dysfunctional lifestyle in Beverly Hills, and I grew up with a lot of other families that had some pretty bad tragedies in their lives. So my, my point being is anybody can overcome the tragedies in life because, you know, one thing I've learned about losing my parents at a young age is the only person you can con- control in life is your own destiny. That's between you and the man above. And another good point is I always tell people there's a program out there, whether it's body resistance, weight resistance, kettlebell resistance, there's a program out there that everybody can do. The point is, folks, obesity is at 30% plus. Overweight in the United States is over 70%. All of us trainers, I, sometimes I cry at night going, I have to help more people. This is what I'm here on this planet for, to help more people, because there's a saying, fuel your body like a Ferrari, it's going to run like a Ferrari. Fuel it like a bug, it's going to chug. <laughs> Nutrition is everything. Yeah, it is. It, it truly is. Now, I, I got to ask, just as a competitor, how in the heck, I mean, like, do you even have a peak week when you're doing that many shows in a year? Do you just basically go with the flow until the next show? Honestly, I have a peak week, and the only thing I change really on peak week is I'm a big believer of, number one, I do intermittent fasting every night for 16 hours. Peak week for me consists of I do a lot of fat loading with almond butter, unsalted almond butter, peanut butter, avocados. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of theories out there, sodium load, creatine load, water deplete. The carb load, you know, I tell everybody what they should do because I do stay within 10 pounds of my show weight year-round because at 63 years of age, and I've done this since I was 45, I stay within 10 pounds year-round because unless, unless you're taking enhancement drugs to truly build appreciable muscle mass, meaning getting on testosterone replacement therapy or something else, which I've never done TRT, and I'm not saying I'm against it. Just for me, I've been lifetime natural, not even creatine, not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I've always felt like get your supplement from food because there's a reason why they call it supplement. A supplement to what? A perfect diet or behavioral lifestyle changes? If if your nutrition is perfect, I'm not a big believer of a lot of supplements because I think it just becomes, excuse the French, and I don't, it's okay to say on the radio, it just becomes expensive urine. And I'd rather get my, my, my uh, nutrition from all the things that include on the macro diet. But again, back to the original question, I usually do two to 300 grams of fat loading for three days before competition. It seems to put enough with the fat. Of course, there's some carbs. It seems to be the right chemistry for the glycogen loading for my muscular structure. Again, everybody's different. Try, run the experiment a month before your show and see what works best for you to be in peak condition the day of the show. Don't try it two, three days for the first time before the show. Try it a month out and see what works for you as an individual because men, women, ectomorphic, mesomorphic, endomorphic, we're all different. Our mechanisms are a wonderful machine, and we have to treat it as an individual situation. Yes, amen to that. Amen to that. Bodybuilding prep is not a one-size-fits-all. There are so many factors that play into it. i gotta, I got to oh, backtrack here a little bit. Uh, these questions are from Sarah. She said, did he say 600 shows? When did he start? How many shows does he average a year to get that? Well, Sarah, he did say 600-plus shows, and he started when he was 16. And there have been some years where he averaged 35 shows a year, which I am just – 
blown away <laughs> by that number. Just blown away by that number. Um, so I I just got to ask, how many years did you compete before you earned your pro card? And then following that, um, let's talk a little bit about your induction into the INBA PNBA Hall of Fame. Okay. To be honest, I was uh, able to earn my pro card. Honestly, like a lot of athletes, I, I stood back and I stayed amateur, and I'm still amateur. I'm doing my first pro debut back into the pro division in four weeks in Arizona. A couple of times in the INBA, PNBA, I was offered to go pro, and I never honestly thought I was ready to go pro. A lot of people turn pro and they end up coming dead last in the division, which is still, regardless, they turn pro. I never thought genetically I was good enough to go pro. So because I am going to be, this is an announcement very few people know, at the end of this year I am going to be retiring at the Mr. Olympia. Due to, I, am, I want to sit down and finish writing the rest of my book, which is called Life Behind Jim Walls. And just getting back with more time with my stepson and my wife, Olga, who supports me. So, again, I, I had the opportunity to go pro a couple of different times, but I uh, turned it down because I just thought I was better as an amateur. And the caliber of the professionals now is so top-notch that I have the attitude that I really want to be able to place a medal at a show. And if I don't feel I can do that in the pro ranks, I don't want to turn pro just to say, hey, I'm a pro. A lot of people do do that. They have the status of being a pro and haven't had much success. So hopefully when I go pro in Arizona, I'm going to be in the top three. So that's where I wow. stand with that. The Hall, of Fame, yeah. the, Hall of, the Hall of Fame in 2018, when Danny Keiko sent me a message that he was inducting me into the Hall of Fame, I cannot tell you the feeling of that. It was such a great honor from the Keiko's family to consider me in the Hall of Fame because, to be honest, there's not that many people out of thousands and thousands of athletes that have accomplished that. So for me, having kids and grandkids, it was more of a thrill that, you know, uh, getting in touch in the Hall of Fame that, you know, when I, when I go to my next life, that my grandkids can actually see a photo of me in the Iron Man magazine, which came out a couple months ago. And it, it, was, it was really exciting for me to see myself in a magazine. I've been in magazines in the past. It's been about 25 years since the last magazine coverage I did with the NPC. But, uh, you know, it was just such an, honor, such an honor to be inducted in the Hall of Fame because I believe – it's all about your health, and it's all about staying drug-free because, you know what, nothing against anybody who's in other organizations that are taking drugs. I just hope that it's worth their health and their wealth and that they're making enough money because, you know what, one thing you cannot replace in life is your life. And everybody who has done enhancements that I have ran across my entire life has always had a problem with the outcome. And you know what? Without mentioning names at all in the professional ranks, they're long forgotten because you know what? You can shine now, stay natural, and shine 20 years from now. I've been shining for 45 years. Or you can go the other route, and eventually the light burns out. And then you know what? Nobody really cares. You'll have so much more respect staying natural. You know, and I told people – do the best you can do genetically because you know what? There'll always be people out there that will always pick on your worst body parts when they should be picking on your best body parts. You know, always praise people for what they have, not what they don't have, you know, because life is so hard right now. Be kind to them, you know. We, 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 like I, uh, Des and I have said on the show many times, we're, we're living in a very angry time. I mean, you know, the pandemic aside, there, there's a lot of anger and frustration that was already in the mix before this had come into play. And, you know, when you have people that are trying, I noticed it's more, uh, not really fitness shaming, but more to the point 
of being so angry that you don't even want to see good in others. You just want to find out what's wrong with them so you can basically have them in the same mood or mindset that you are. And I'm really surprised that we've gone down that road as a nation, and I'm really sad that, you know, no one really wants to pump the brakes. It seems like, well, you know, it's almost – I wouldn't even put it down to high school. I'd put it almost to grade school with the way, you know, people are going about how they speak to each other. And these are people that that know each other, family members and stuff like that, because I know I've had issues with with family in the past, and I've had, uh, you know, really strong debates with uh, some people as well, but I never thought to take away their humanity or or their their character or their culture. So it's really saddening to see even the people in our realm, the fitness realm, that had to do so much to transform and had to come so far. I mean, you hear some of these life stories at these shows, and it's it's almost heartbreaking what you know what they had to go through and get through, and, and the fact that they would still want to share negativity is not uh, not something you think would come from the fitness community, but it's even touching us as well. So you know, with that many years under your belt and that many shows and competitions and that many times of holding on to your passion, what would you have to say to this nation to basically get us out of the gutter and back into a reality of, of, of humanity and living together? I think it first becomes a thing with people's hearts and souls as an individual because people who are always slamming and downgrading other people, it comes with low self-esteem. And that's why I tell, you know, a lot of trainers – they can get you in the best shape possible. I'm trying to take a different route and get into people's psychological aspect of why do you want to change, number one. And it comes from the heart and soul because low self-esteem, to convey that to other people, just puts you beneath them. And what I'd like to see, especially in even the natural bodybuilding world, I see, I see it happening at competitions. People will give you the stare down and they say, ah, oh, you don't look like you're peaking for this show. People just need to start being more kind because, you know what, whenever any athlete goes to a show, everybody's there to win. But you know what I've learned? And it, you're right. I see it every day on Facebook, some mean comments. Every show lately, I see mean comments about – there was a show recently. I really don't want to mention the name of the show. But the guy won first place, and people are saying – Wow, he had no legs, you know, the judging was rigged, you know, his family said he got ripped off. You know what? No matter what competition we, we all do, if it's not first place, everybody, there's a lot of yes people that will say, oh, you got ripped off, the judges don't know what they're talking about, the promoter mm-hmm. must have changed scores. That doesn't exist, people. You know what? I tell athletes, be the best you can be. Whether you come in first or tenth, you're 1% of 1% of the population that goes up there and displays your physique the best you can. Be happy with what you have. Work with your genetics and stay natural because, you know what, I know a lot of people at shows that were said that were told you can't do it without drugs, and they went to drugs. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. It's, it's, it's so sad, you know. The it world is very has sad. The world has enough problems, and, you know, what's, you know, the only good thing as trainers that came out of the coronavirus for us is a lot of people are afraid to go back into the gym, and so online training became very popular, and to be honest, I, I pray every night that we don't have a second round of the coronavirus, because a lot of viruses come around a second time. I, I pray that in Arizona in November and December, we don't see a surge because then the gyms are going to be shut down again. But there's always things to do, like, you know, with online training. I tell people, and the first thing they say is, I, I don't have equipment at home. Yes, you do. You have equipment everywhere you look. Look look on your food shelves. You have cans of soups. You have water bottles. You have chairs. I, any, any knowledgeable trainer can design in a home fitness program. Don't give up because what's, what really saddens me is that I went back to a couple of big-time gyms here in Phoenix, Arizona, and people came up to me and they said, yes, I gained 20 to 30 pounds through the, pan- the coronavirus pandemic. I was stressed out. I said, well, let me ask you a question. So here you are, 20 to 30 pounds heavier. Did the, did the stress leave? 
And they laughed and they said, of course not. You know, the biggest thing that I think society does is we eat out of emotions. And the thing I really Mm -hmm. try to convey to people, you cannot be an emotional eater. Because if you ate out, if you ate every time you had a bad day, you'd be 500 pounds. And that's not going to solve your emotions. You got to go within your mind and your heart and soul and get the emotions underway and say, okay, tomorrow is a brand new day, but I have to start today because tomorrow might not come. So you have to better yourself every day. And I tell people, if you go, if you come out of the shower every day and you don't like what, how you look, mentally and physically, then change it. You're the only one that can change it. And if you need help, hire a professional because you know what? People are spending three, four times their money at a doctor on a year-to-year basis than they are on a professional yes, trainer. Amen. Yes. So that, that part I don't get. You know, people sit there and tell me in the gym all the time, I know what I'm doing. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger still changed still trains with Charles Glass, who's one of the best trainers in the world. So when people tell me, I know what I'm doing, and I watch their techniques, and uh, they're doing things wrong, you know, they're garbage. using isolated movements when they should be doing compound movements to put on thighs, or they're doing, you know, they're doing pre-competition training versus off-season training. You know, there's so many types of training, and, you know, people just need to go with a professional to decipher what's the best training I should do for the next couple of months and follow that program because, as you know, sir, you have to run the experiment and see if it works. There's so much truth. There's so much truth in a lot of the things that you just shared. And <laughs> Excuse me. One comment that I want to just throw out for anybody who's listening and you're thinking, yes, I can't afford a trainer, or if you're one of the individuals that falls in the camp that you know what you're doing, make sure you know what you're doing. If you've not been trained before, if you've not taken classes in school, college, whatever, to to make sure that you know proper form, find out proper form. If you can't invest in a whole training package, that's that's cool, but at least invest in enough sessions to learn the right form so you're not hurting yourself at a minimum, at a minimum. Invest in a professional for that. I I just had to throw my two cents in there for that. Kaylin, anything to add? Yeah, as a trainer, I know exactly what he's talking about, and it's so so disheartening because you can see that they have the will, they've got the motivation – they're basically at a good time in their lives and mind to get out there and do what needs to be done. But that pride and ego gets in the way of all the progress they could be making. And usually, well, not usually, most of the time an injury will occur. You can see it happening during the time. And, you know, uh, Mike has, has basically did a, a give, given us the, the hands off. So, you know, we, 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 we are supposed to ask. And if they say no, then we're supposed to leave him alone because he he doesn't want to feel like they're being threatened or pressured or pushed. But, boy, it it, it does get hard sometimes when you see that really bad form and you know the injury is on its way and it's almost like a countdown and it just hurts to see it. But, you know, God bless them. And, you know, they'll get through it. They'll they'll get through the injury. They'll be – you know, kind of looking at you sideways for a while because they, they know in your mind you they think you're saying, yeah, I told you so, but it's not. But, you know, it's just it's really hard to watch, and I'm just thankful that, uh, you know, we do save more than we lose. And when I say that, I mean, you know, that if we if we speak to them correctly, like they're, they're human beings really on a goal and mission, that some of them do say, you know, well, I, maybe I don't know all that I thought I knew but if, you know, if if because I don't, I'm not a salesman. I never have been, and and so you know, really speaking about health and fitness is because I'm so passionate about it. But I really want people's lives to improve. So if that's the goal, then you can't put a price to that. And sometimes you don't have to. Just a little word of encouragement is enough to get them going in the right direction. So if if that's all it takes, then I'm I'm happy with that. But just to get them away from the, the injury in progress 
and let them be a work in health progress and, and, and improve that way. And that's what makes me smile because, you know, I got to see these people at the stores. I get to see them, you know, at, at the theater when they're open and all these other places where you gather socially. And the last thing I want to do is have to hang my head because I know there was something I could or should have done and didn't. I agree with that. Your, you know, your hope is priceless. You know, what what has amazed me over the last few years, the training industry is massively flooded. You know, there's online training courses to teach you how to get the package deals from clients, this and all, this and that. And I took a couple of those courses, and you know what? They weren't for me. I believe that if you cannot win a potential client over with sincerity, then for me personally, that that person is not for me because what I what I've seen over the last ten years that our industry is so flooded with a bunch of I hate to say cookie cutter trainers. You know, yeah. I think when yeah. people look for a qualified trainer, I'm not saying that being certified is everything, but it helps the client to think well at least they're keeping up with with up to date techniques. You know, there's no such thing as a good trainer or a bad trainer unless he's getting his clients injured over and over but you know I think some schooling is beneficial and I think what if I'm if I'm going out for a trainer I want to know that they they either have a college degree or some type of national certification to put my life in their hands and I want to know that they're not just giving me a one one program fits all because you're not going to train an endomorphic the same as an ectomorphic or a mesomorphic. You're not going to train a woman who's postmenopausal, premenopausal the same way. So people out there, it's like when you look for a doctor, you, you look for a specialist if you have a specialized problem. It, the same goes true for trainers. If you're looking for a, a, a trainer that's knowledgeable, check out their credentials and pick out a trainer whose body you admire. I mean, if you're if you're a big guy and you're looking to stay in powerlifting, you're not going to pick out a, a, a shredded bodybuilder to to get you to do powerlifting movements usually. But generally, you know, go for something you admire. The other thing I don't like is all the photoshops that you see on Facebook. Oh. People Filters. wake up. People wake up. There's no quick fix. There's no pill. There's no. Shark Tank miracle. There's no Dr. Oz. Drink this, you're going to lose 30 pounds. People, you got to work for it. And what makes it go quicker in the process is 80% of it is, is nutrition. I can't stress yes. how important nutrition is. It hits your lips, it goes to your hips. Think about what you're eating. <laughs> Amen to that. Speak it. You know, Preach. you know. The first thing people want to do in the gym is, well, I want to lose the weight first. I'm going to do cardio till the cows come home. You see the same man or woman two months later, and they go, wow, I lost the weight, but now I've got all this skin. And they're 20, 30 years old. Well, I gave them advice. You're going to become a skinny, fat person. Well, I heard on Facebook, I heard on the Internet, folks, do yourself a favor. Believe in one trainer. Stop getting on the internet. Stop look. Stop looking at YouTube videos. Stop looking for advice because if you're not ready to believe in one person, one trainer, then then don't start to be to begin with. Because if that trainer is a true professional, qualified fitness trainer, man or woman, you have to believe that they are the person to be listening to, and they will guide you to your best physical shape possible. Stop looking for other questions. Stay with that trainer for six months to a year, and you'll see the progress. Don't bail out after two, three weeks and say, well, that program doesn't work. I was in a bookstore the other day, and I did a a video of people looking at diet books, and I walked up to a woman and I said, so what diet are you on? Oh, I'm going on my 15th diet. None of them have, have worked. The diet has failed. I said to the I said to the woman I said did the diet fail or did you fail the diet number one or did yes. you change your eating habits permanently because once you say it's a diet the first thing you're going to do is wow when can I have a cheat day mm-hmm. so diets don't work folks it's all about just changing 
and start slowly. You know, I, I see trainers tell people right off the bat, you're drinking five sodas a day, cut it to zero. You're eating too much fruit, cut it out. But the, but these people need to understand, first you crawl, then you walk, then you jog, then you run. Everything in baby steps or you're going to fail. Amen to that. There's so much truth in that. Yep. Those are the keys, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, you, you I know see people going to the gym. You see people going into the gym in January 1st, and they're running like a Ferrari. They're super setting. They're giant setting. They're drop setting. They're time under tension. They're doing super 21. They're doing so they drop, and they're gone by March 1st. You cannot run your body like a Ferrari from day one. Again, just a reminder, small baby steps, people. There you go. Baby steps. If you remember nothing else. And, you know, and it's good to keep that in mind. And, and definitely be thinking of that now as we're going into the holidays, folks. Um, you know, you you need to baby step your way into fitness, but you can also, you know, baby step your way out of that extra, what what's the average weight people gain between Thanksgiving and Christmas? At least eight pounds. And that's being conservative. I thought it was 15. It, it, I it maybe. 15 pounds. 15 pounds. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I said it was It's all about portion control. And the biggest thing I think what's harming society is, folks, get off sugar. Guys with everything, sucrose, fructose, glucose, uh, tapioca starch. Because once you eat sugar, the serotonins in your brain are going, wow, I need more sugar. So then you're spiking your insulin up and down 20 times a day. Then you need the mm-hmm. Red Bull or the Rock Star in the morning. You know, it, you got to get off all the chemicals. When you go to the grocery store, I tell people, shop on the outer aisles of the grocery store. There's nothing beneficial down the center aisle. So remember, you know, you didn't get out of shape in a day, and it's going to take more than a day to get in shape, you know. Visceral, visceral fat doesn't come off in a, in, a, in a month. You know, I get people all the time in April saying, I want to get ready for summertime, and they're 100 pounds overweight. And I have to ask them, ma'am, sir, which summer? And they're like, well, this summer. I, I'm straight up honest with them. I tell them it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But I can make you get in better shape day to day, week after week, month after month. But give yourself some time. And I always say the same thing like you say, sir, like Desiree says, are you going anywhere? Rome wasn't built in a day. Be patient. And this is one thing in society we're not patient about. People are like, where's the vaccine vaccine for the coronavirus? Be patient, folks. It'll be here when it's supposed to be here for our health. Be patient. Well, you know, I I think, you know, with the technology the way it is, we've been spoiled rotten. And, you know, when I talk to to some of the clients and also some of the members just having conversation, I said, you know, it took years for you to look like this. And in less than a month, you want it to all be gone away. Even if you have the surgery, it it doesn't happen. Yeah, so it, it, it really... It really shocks them to hear the truth because I think we've sugarcoated even our words where they're too sweet for for reality. And and it, it, at some point we have to uh, start talking like adults because immaturity can't rule the roost. And and, and when I hear people, like I said, with, with what I see on Facebook, it's childish. And we're I don't want to say devolving, but we're not using our heads in a way we should. And one of the things I've also done is when I can't remember something, I'm not running to Google as fast as I did in the beginning because I said, you know, it, it seems like it's a good thing until you realize that you're no longer thinking and then it's not such a good thing. So I, I want my brain to keep functioning like it's do so I can still have the wherewithal when I get 63 and, and, and I still have a brain there instead of Google being supplanting it. So, you know, there's things we fall prey to over time, 
and we walk ourselves into a bad habit, and we can either look uh, mentally unfit as we do physically unfit, but I know it's a balanced process of how that goes about. So when you're talking to the, the clients or the potential clients or the members or the friends and trying to walk them back to good health, how do you start that conversation without insulting, without degrading, or dehumanizing the very human being that you want to help? I try to start with their self-esteem and see where they are with the fam- with family members, with friends, coworkers, you know, because you hear I had a potential client the other day say, wow, this coworker is doing so much better than me. I said, well, what are they doing so much different? Well, they're being more efficient at work. They don't seem like they're tired at work. I said, well, then you need to ask them, maybe they're doing something different with their nutrition. And then, you know, I, I just try to really figure out where their self-esteem is because, number one, if people, and I'm not going to candy coat it like you said, if people are overweight, they obviously have some type of self-esteem issue, generally speaking unless it's a medical condition. With that being said, I just ask people, let me ask you a question. You know, when you, when you, when you, going back to what I said earlier, when you get out of the shower in the morning, do you look at yourself first mentally? And I have a thing I put on Facebook all the time. Do you tell yourself, hey, my name's Tracy Teitelbaum. I love myself. I love myself. And I say this ten times. And I say, today I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life. Whether it's a smile at Quick Trip and they smile back and I made their day because everybody else badgered them that morning at home or or just giving to the homeless because they're 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 in a not so good of a place. But I always go back to if you're not happy with the way you look, then change it. And if you need help, don't be so proud to ask a professional for help because you know what? We all went somewhere in the beginning ourselves. And now look at us. We have full self-esteem. I have clients that will never do a live Facebook video. They go, I'm too fat. Well, then change it. You, they can talk for days. But change, change it because if your self-esteem comes from you losing 5 pounds, 10 pounds, or 100 pounds, start with today and don't give up because the easiest thing I tell people to do in life, the easiest thing to do in life is to fail. The hardest thing to do in life is to succeed. Amen to that. Amen to that. Before you know, before we get too much further, and we don't have too much further to go because we're getting low on time. Um, you've just been sharing a lot of, you know, I'll call it truth, and uh, just a lot of food for thought for our listeners to take to heart. Now, if someone happens to be your area, or you also stated you're doing a lot of virtual coaching right now, if they wanted to find you, get a hold of you, you know, talk some more about getting their mindset straight so they can get the rest of themselves straight, how how would they get a hold of you? Honestly, I don't like texting. I am on Facebook under Tracy Teitelbaum, T-E-I-T-E-L-B-A-U-M. But what really gets to my heart and soul is they can call me 24 hours a day. I've had people call me at 2 in the morning saying I have to talk. And my phone number is public, 623-206-4654. Whether it's something that's depressing you mentally or something you want to talk about physically, folks, I'm here for you. Whether you become a client or not, my mission is I want you to have a phenomenal frame of mind each and every day because today is what we're living for right now as we speak. You don't know if tomorrow is going to come. So live each day like you're a king or a queen, ladies, because and make sure everybody around you is treating you like a king or a queen because if they're treating you like a pawn, Get rid of these people in your life. Negativity, there's, there's not enough life to have negative people in your circle of friends, coworkers, family, kids, grandkids. Make every day count. I'm here to help everybody. All right, that's awesome. Can you repeat your phone number for us one more time, please? Sure, 623-206-4654. All right, very good. Kaylin Patterson, we are starting to run low on time. Last thoughts for today. 
Well, I, I definitely agree with what he was talking about with the negativity. Uh, we we got to get it out of our lives. We're letting too much in. And I, I think I even said that at the beginning of our, uh, of my kickboxing class this morning because it's just it's, it's wrecking lives that shouldn't be wrecked at all or even touched in, in negative ways or things. And I know if they put more snickerdoodle in their lives, they'll do better with their positivity. <laughs> and there you Amen. have it, Tracy. I, <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time um, to be with us this evening. We didn't get very far into your bodybuilding story, although I feel like we've got the highlights. But I really appreciate just breaking down your perspective of health, mindset, and, you know, just giving some solid advice on, you know, folks, how to keep your health in perspective. So really appreciate that and um, just so glad to have met you and have you on the show. I'm very honored to be on your show. Uh, if I have a minute, can I do a couple of shout-outs to some people? You sure can. Go right ahead. Danny and Diana Kakos, I was one of your first athletes. I love the whole family. Looking forward to seeing you at the Mr. Olympia, James Spicer, Roland Martinez. Cancer survivor victims, what an inspiration. You guys are still working out, still competing very successfully. Our Mr. Olympia, the best Mr. Olympia, in my opinion, we have ever had, Philip Ricardo. What, what an honor to know you as a friend and as an athlete. Adrian Pedro, what an improved athlete throughout the years. They could go on and on. Dr. Peter Chinkowski, phenomenal athlete. Alondra Chapman, everybody in the INBA family, PNBA family, I love you all. I couldn't be where I'm at today without my wonderful wife, Olga, and my stepson, David. And I couldn't be here without people inviting me on their radio talk shows and inspiring people throughout the world because that's what we're on this planet for. I am honored to have been on your program, Desiree. Mr. Patterson, I can tell I would love to meet you one day in person. I can tell you're true to the heart and the soul. And I hope to meet both of you in the very near future. We can get together. I'm sorry we didn't touch much on my awards, but you know what? It's going to be in my book one day, and it'll be a bestseller, Life Behind Jim Walls. And, of course, we don't have enough hours to go through my life a lot for to be on the show. Oh, shoot. Well, thank you. We look forward to uh, to seeing that book and wish you all the best in your upcoming pro debut. So on behalf of uh, Tracy, myself, Kaylin, the boys from P4P Muscle, and uh, everyone out there who is aspiring to better health, your body is a temple, so let's build it.